0: This is the Working Drummer Podcast, featuring conversations with ground-level pros from all styles and regions. Real drummers with real stories about making a living in music.
1: Hey everyone, this is Matthew Krause, and you are listening to the podcast, Working Drummer. Today we bring you a roundtable discussion talking about Nashville's lower Broadway scene. A lot of people know this as the tourist district where all the honky-tonks are... I like to refer to it as the honky-tonk industrial complex. We have six amazing drummers, Billy Freeman, Kelly Bamberger, Derek Smith, Jake Gammon, Eddie Bell, and Sean Root. We talk about the ups and downs of this unique scene. Please stay tuned for this amazing discussion with these six great musicians. You can find us at workingdrummer.net. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher and Spotify. We also have a YouTube channel where we are regularly populating old episodes. If you're interested in supporting what Zach and I have been doing here at the podcast, you can find us on patreon.com slash working drummer for as little as one dollar you can have access to educational content from pdfs to videos that former guests are providing for us if patreon isn't your thing we also have a paypal option any amount and any donation is really helpful in helping to keep this podcast going strong as you'll hear often in this discussion The lower Broadway scene in Nashville is not for everyone. There are a lot of good things that come from this uh, kind of messy scene as it seems. Uh, I have learned some unique skills in performing there on and off over the last 18 years that I have taken with me to some pro-end situations that uh, I wouldn't have known or been able to put to practice if I didn't spend the time down there. Again, you'll hear a lot of people discuss uh, just the heads-up scenario, just big ears, being able to go with the flow, read the room, read the singer, uh, the, the the mood on stage, being able to play songs you've never played before and how that applies to other scenarios, uh, being able to learn songs really fast, being able to uh, work in stressful situations. I, I can say personally, with the right band and the right club. I really have had a lot of fun over the years and some great experiences working down there, and I don't take it for granted. So uh, if it's something you're interested in, I hope you enjoy this discussion. If it's something you're not interested in, I still hope there's a takeaway for you in this discussion with these uh, six great friends of mine, and I hope you enjoy this conversation, this roundtable discussion about the lower Broadway scene in Nashville.
0: Well, on one block, like the, the the 400 block, there's like 22 stages or more with bands probably 12 hours a day at least, if not more. And there you're always called once you get to know people down there, you know, their drummer might be have a road gig or be sick or take a better gig and you'll get a call to see if you could work that time slot. You know, just on a one-off even. And then if you're available and you do a good job, then you could have that shift. So then all of a sudden you've got a shift on Wednesday from 6 to 10. Well, then someone saw you on Wednesday and they, hey, what are you doing Thursday? And then you start building building in your schedule like that. And lots of times playing songs you don't really know. So,
2: um, this is Eddie, by the way. Um shift it's interesting because I never had heard that word until I started playing gigs a lot of people you know when you start out playing music it seems like it's a show you go play a show and then you start doing it all the time it becomes a gig that you, that your gigs kind of like what you're doing and then the shift thing I never someone's asked me the first time can you do a shift and i I'd never really had thought the term but they' they run multiple shifts there. So Lower Broadway is three hundred and sixty five days a year of busyness and constant entertainment from around ten in the morning until two thirty, sometimes two forty five, three in the morning if they could push the envelope as far as they can go. That's what I would describe it as. Yeah. But they run in shifts so four hours shift. Four four hour shift, which is around three and a half hours of constant music with no breaks and then that runs four cycles of that and then a 30
1: minute changeover you're lucky to get 15 minutes in it uh, was interesting like i was playing at Old red uh, a few weeks ago and zach albetta my co-host was in town for an audition and he lives in atlanta and he kind of knows the scene for, through me but he was hanging out, and uh, he was there with a buddy and, and popped in, and he was like, he texted me during the show, he goes, bro, when's your break? <laughs> <laughs>
3: there's, there's no break. <laughs> and I, I, I have like
1: 10 minutes to tear down and run down to right. second fiddle. And he's like, are you, and, and when people hear that, and even non-musicians, they're like, oh my God, that sounds awful. <laughs> And I think growing up and playing like 45, 15, or, you know, playing short sets, it did seem like a little overwhelming, but we're all, you know, seven of us here, we do this. And I think for the most part, we do it because we love it and we enjoy it. So we found ways to make it work, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's a a beast and and a musician's playground at the
1: same time, you know? Yeah, I mean, what do you mean by that, like a playground? Oh,
4: gosh, it's so exciting because it's music. You hear the drums. Every time I'd hear, like, drums, you know, outside, when I'm, like, walking around the neighborhood, I get so excited, And but, but you hear everything there. And everyone, like, you could hear the same song in a couple of different clubs going on at the same time. Yeah. And um, But it's exciting because everywhere you go, you're stimulated with music and if if you love it, then that's the place for you. It's a place for me because, it's it's a workhorse at the same time. That but it's exciting as hell.
5: Yeah, it's like if you love what you do, you never work. You know, and that's that's yeah. kind of what it feels like. If, even if you're working sixty yeah. hours playing drums, that's a lot of drumming. But yeah, it's a it's rush. Still, it's it's a, yeah, it's I hate to use the term drug, but I tell it to people. It's like it's something that you feel. It's something you enjoy. It's something you can definitely sense and especially this year
3: i mean it's like
5: yeah you're feeling it more and more now um just because you can feel the vibe of people having a good time and people enjoying what you're doing and people appreciating music and there is really no other place like that that's that's
0: the hard part that sometimes is to appreciate what we do because you know we're we're playing the same song again and again but to the person that requested it from iowa their local band doesn't play wagon wheel as good as we do. Right. So to them it's it's a big it's a big deal, you know. That's a great thing to keep in mind too is like it's easy to get
6: as much as we all play, it's easy to get bogged down, you know, burn out. But like every person you see is seeing y'all for the first time. And they, they, and they may point. have been like how many times have you heard oh we've been requesting this song at every bar down here and y'all are the first ones that could do it you know and they yeah. like you may have just made their vacation or their weekend or whatever
5: and people yeah. are there to escape their problems exactly yeah yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's just another day it's just another day at work for them. not yeah. part of our problem <laughs> it's just another day
6: at work for us but you know they're a, they're here to have a good time right you know
1: I think it's really important to like hit the reset button constantly when you're tired you're burned oh, yeah, out yeah, maybe yeah. there's mm-hmm. like too many subs on a gig or you're playing with in a situation that just isn't ideal and you're you know you're just feeling overloaded and it's like man this is just like for whatever reason it's just not ideal and you're just not having fun like you used to or whatever and it's like no no no, this there's people that really want to be doing this and if you don't want to be doing it don't don't do it but there are many there's like many scenarios where it's like it could be like really fun really stimulating really challenging you know challenge you as a as a musician and 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 then right now like you guys were talking about before we started recording Post COVID now, and like how the money has gone up, and the challenge between like how do we manage taking road gigs compared to this, and is it it's it's less about the money these days. I mean, we're all trying to earn a living. We're all like this is what we do for a living. Uh, So you know, how do you? It's it's almost seems like it's more about managing relationships and long term relationships and you know the arc of your career than it is just earning money. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, that's why I started, like, focusing on downtown Broadway because I had road gigs with artists. Yeah. But you, you you learn quickly that you're the lowest guy on the totem pole, you know? Yeah. Because you're just, a, a, you know, a way for them to get out there and entertain and s- sell their T-shirts and, and, and whatnot. And any drummer can do what you do, you know, at, to, at a certain level. So you're always chasing someone else's dream, you know? It's, it's where if you're in town... At least you have control over your dream and who you work with and how much you work, instead of just you know getting on a bus and driving to Iowa for one show and turning around and coming back, and you know you got three weeks off and you plan a vacation and then you get a phone call, hey, we got an Opry spot, so you got to pull out of out of your plans with your family and come back and work. You know that's that's some of the negative aspects about working for an art an artist. Right, right, exactly. But in town, you know we can control how many gigs we do. If we do a triple or right. or a double, or
5: and we have a good network in town of like I know me personally, all of us in here, we have a couple guys and girls that are on our call list, short call list that we can hand to any one of the people we play with and that they're going to do a good job. Yeah. And that's a huge part about it down there. Like, and artist gigs are the same way, obviously, but you know, down there, I feel like there is more flexibility to, Hey, I need to go have a week off with my family or go take this. And uh, people are seeming to really get that and see what, what we're really doing down there and yeah. how much we are working. And it is good to take that time and do, you know, your own personal life too. Um, um, so I, I agree with you all heartily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and John, to your point, you know, uh, you've taken some time to like work on, uh, you know, kind of a side hustle to playing. Yeah. I, I know we talked about it a couple years ago when you were on, uh, you know, here, but like remind us. So of what that
0: is. Uh, I maintain uh, 22 house kits on yeah. lower Broadway. Uh, the drums stay there. Drummers just bring their cymbals, snare sticks thrown maybe pedal but uh the, the kids stay there so I go in Monday and Tuesday mornings generally yeah. and you know clean them up take care of any tuning problems things like that and it's nothing I set out to do it just kind of happened you know where I wanted yeah. to fix something at the stage with Brad yeah. and said, hey, can I fix this? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then another day, hey, can I change the head? The head's cracked. Yeah, sure. Hey, why don't I just pay you to do that? And then, <laughs> boom, right there, <laughs> there were four different clubs. Hey, you get the gig. And then the other clubs were like, <laughs> well, geez, Brad's paying you to do that? I guess we should pay you to do that, too. Yeah, and yeah. And <laughs> it just kind of you know it went from there
1: you know it's almost like creating job security you have so many different people that you work with if you need to take time off say like somebody is like i'm done or that you know a singer that you work with regularly is like i'm i'm moving out of state if you had a road gig and the person's like you know they they get cut from their label or whatever you know you're like oh, okay you almost have to start from scratch in some respects where here it's like you're invested in multiple
7: and multiple singers yeah. at, multiple at the same that's why i'm playing on Broadway. I mean I I've the, the whole time I've lived in town I've had a gig uh, a road gig but it's always been important to me to have a foot in Broadway as well and kind of learn what that is while doing that and the, and in the off time of the road gig just really focusing on Broadway and working as much as I can there and th- coming out of covid it's been my main source of income and but for me it's it, it's rare that I work with a group of guys Or women that uh that i that i work with all the time you know it seems like it's always like a revolving door you know and and i'm you know i probably work with five or six different groups um but it's so different than what the scene was in dallas where like you said we played shows with with the band that we you know most of the time was rehearsed at, at some point and uh we played our arrangements you know but out here you just have to be prepared for anything in every situation even if you know the song it's probably not going to be played right how <laughs> you know it so you you just have to have big ears and kind of be prepared to to play whatever band you're playing with at that moment's arrangement so what would you how would you explain what you said big ears to maybe some of that hadn't heard
2: that. Hey man, time. I'm yeah. the host here. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
7: I mean, there are a lot of telltale things that happen, uh, you know, different moments and songs where you should know or or just have your your head up and in the game, are they gonna go to the ride here? Are they gonna do a double ride here? Do they do the double chorus here? Is this a you know, am I dropping out this chorus? Are they gonna plow through it? Just kind of be aware mm-hmm. of what everyone's feeling. A diamond at the end of the verse, or yeah. a whole note
0: at the end of the verse. Yeah, you know?
7: and if you know the the arrangement at least somewhat. You know the original, then you know the spots to kind of have your your head up and, yeah. and be looking. But nobody puts
0: that two beat bar in working man blues, you know. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I know it's there. Yeah, I'm always looking to wait for it, but it doesn't happen.
5: <laughs> I've always found if I have a somewhat of a relationship with at least someone on the gig, mm-hmm. I'll try to talk to him beforehand. If I'm a sub and I've never done it, be like, hey. Yeah, I'm going to be hanging on, but I'll be probably watching you if you're if exactly. you cool for some cues. Yeah, right. You yeah, know, and that that usually works very well because well, it's, I, it's a that, team game. Those
6: <laughs> on-stage communication skills are just absolutely are so important oh, yeah. down right. there. Like, I mean, if, if, if you up. if you can't if you can't communicate with the rest of the band or or, or just play with confidence, yeah. I mean, even if you play a song, you, I mean. How many gigs have you done where you played ten or fifteen songs you'd never heard? You know? oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, you got to be confident enough in yourself to be like, you know what? I may not play it right, but I'll play it good. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's, well, it's
0: just a group for us. It's just a groove. Yeah, you know. Yeah. If we can just groove through it and then look for cues, it's yeah. easier. Like a bass player, they're getting thrown to the dogs because they yeah. gotta they gotta be every change. They've got to be right there on Could the downbeat. Be right. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But for us, if if it's a if it's a rap song. And we're just <laughs> grooving along to that. then are just cruising. We're just we're it's, just going. Yeah. yeah. Certain guys are
7: so talented at shooting you figures a bar prior, <laughs> you know, and setting you up. Like you'll be playing, and they'll say a triplet or mouth yeah, right yeah. triplet, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, whatever it is.
1: That's really impressive to
7: me, yeah. the yeah. guys that impressive. have a handle on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's so helpful. I, oh, there's yeah. a couple people I've worked with where I was just like, I was filling in maybe the first or second time, and I was just looking around, and nobody was looking at me. and I'm like, <laughs> how many times do we go on the out, and the bass player's looking at the singer, and they're just kind of looking at each other. It's like, guys, y- you know each other. Give me something. And, right. But it took about three songs before I, I thought, oh, the drummer who normally does this gig... The leader is the leader, is the leader yeah. in this sense, <laughs> yeah. and so it, it took me way too long to figure that out. I should have known that after the first or second song, but quickly I was like, Oh, I need to commandeer these endings, yeah, and the tempos. And some people want that, you know, they want they turn around and they'll say, What tempo do you have on this? If you know, because I run a lot of charts, you know, it's like you know, kind of mm-hmm. as a good starting place, yeah. but also allow myself to be flexible depending on the gig, the versions that they do. And some people are just they'll start the song right away uh-huh. and and maybe it's a completely different feel because they're tired of playing this one song the same way, and yet the audience doesn't care so you'd be like, that's not the hell that song goes. nobody cares, nobody cares again, just play it good and mm-hmm. with confidence that's right
4: yeah it's a total team effort like yes. i i I mean I don't want to stick out unless I'm doing a solo you know I just mm-hmm. I, I want to be a part of the group and make it so that oh. Oh well, those are the drums playing, but they don't the audience doesn't recognize what instrument's doing what because it's a it's a whole process yeah. mm-hmm. you know yeah and they hear the whole thing
1: I feel like there there's like there's and I don't know if anybody can expound upon this but we're talking about a skill set that is almost unique to this kind of environment this kind of scene uh, again, how many clubs are there?
0: Oh, I think I'm just a one block. There's something like 22, 25 stages.
1: A oh, 25 stages, stages. cuz some of the clubs have, have two or three stages or four. yeah. and they're starting, you know, and so sometimes for yeah. people that don't know in the early in the day like 10 or 11 in the morning, sometimes it's acoustic duos or whatever, but sometimes the drums are starting as well. It's full band and then it goes till 2:30. So you have four shifts and so if everybody played with their own band I mean it's not how it works you're jumping around from club to club and so it's it's insane just how much music is is going uh, on down there but have there been gigs that have come from other outside Broadway gigs or sessions or relationships that have come from your work down on Broadway does anybody have an example of that and how that's worked? yeah Billy you're shaking yeah, your head
7: yeah uh, yep. through covid uh I had kind of started, you and I had spoken about getting the home studio thing together and Mm -hmm. I'd started doing drum tracks and that turned into me producing demos, uh, for songwriters in town. And, uh, and a lot of connections I'd made through Broadway singers down there wanted to get stuff made. So, uh, it really helped me through the, you know, the pandemic period to be able to fly people files and, and do things remotely with, you know, like Robert Miller and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh that was all through different connections, you know, made through downtown.
1: Yeah. I think it's it's interesting because, I mean, because there are stories of, I mean, we know kind of of artists that maybe started out down there and then got discovered, but, you know, like there's individual musicians that might have gotten picked up. And then I think there was a time when the road gig was more, definitely more appealing than what was being offered down there. And so it was a good, I mean, you know, Jim Riley has a story of like when he was first, when he first moved to town and was just like slugging away and then things picked up, you know, for him in that sense. And that has worked out, but, you know, we're, this is 2021. It's not even the same
7: back then you
0: would there was a lot more bands know. you would be in a band you know yeah, that had right. a shift where now it's just a singer that has a shift and we're just playing you know from the set list and you know anybody's kind of interchangeable Where when like br549 was playing down there <laughs> they were a band you know yeah, or, yeah. Or, or john england and the western swingers they're they're a band
7: you know it's not for everybody there was a there's a bass player people that will go unnamed that moved here around the same time I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's super successful now in the recording world. Yeah, uh, But he got called to do a gig down there close to when he first moved to town. And I remember when he called me and he said, he was talking about another buddy of ours, said, so-and-so just started, you know, people would request a song and he would just start playing it. And he's like, and I didn't know it. And he, <laughs> and he did it all night. He's like, I'm never working with him again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And he was just blown away. And I was like, well, man, I kind of think that's the deal down there. And he's like, well, man, that's just, that's ridiculous. You know, he's one of those guys that just really OCD has to be 100% prepared for every gig he does and it's just it doesn't fit his personality type. Yeah. And there are musicians that way. i remember never seen an interview with sorry, go ahead.
6: Oh no, no, I've just definitely not for everybody and I and yeah. I think and I think it, I think everyone should try it. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. It's it, yeah. it's just yeah, cuz it's not? just cuz it's fun to go play, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of money or anything like that, just try it. But if you do have that experience, don't do it. Like don't come down and I think I said this before, when I talked about this before, but like don't come down there and ruin it for everyone Mm -hmm. with a bad attitude you know what I mean no totally because it's it's okay if it's not your thing you know yeah Yeah, right 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 right, right. yeah just but just like I said that goes back to the whole confidence thing like you know you gotta so what if you don't know the song yeah (laughs) you're about to learn it right now
0: it's a a challenge you know and especially if you got a chart
6: or, well, and that's another thing. When I've, like, and I'm sure everybody in here just about was playing down there before all the Dropbox folders were in circulation and mm-hmm. people had smartphones and stuff. Like, before it was just like, if you didn't know the song, you had to just figure it out. Or, you know, like yeah. now we've got Spotify to you and you can listen to the intro of a song. Yeah. <laughs> the, time, but like,
7: the terminology, too, that you have to be familiar with. Because if a bass player looks to me, if I don't know the song and he turns to me and goes, it's a wailing groove. Just, we'll be fine. But it's that's like, all I oh, need. Yeah. yeah, that's 100%. all I need to hear. After. like that's yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Derek, what yeah. were you going to say man?
5: Oh, no, I mean, um, I was going to expound on that now. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, geez, well, no, I lost <laughs> No, damn. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry about um, that. No, you're good. Um, no, before I was about the rehearsal part about rehearsed musicians as opposed to yeah. flying on the your seat musicians. Um, yeah. You're wearing that 2112 shirt. Yeah, I, right. I remember an interview with Neil. Yeah. And he, he said flat out, like, I'm a rehearsed drummer. I rehearse my parts yeah. and I go and perform them. He goes, I, I wouldn't I don't go do gigs. He's like, I don't that's a whole new way of drumming that I I'm not proficient at. And I remember reading that yeah. probably 2011, 2012. I was still making my way around this town, been here a couple of years, still seeing if I was good enough to do stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, Wow, the guy one of my heroes yeah, is right. being candid in that and it's like I've already done hundreds of gigs like that. So it gave me a confidence of like... You know, it's a different ball game, and everyone's got their own thing. And maybe I'm very good at this, and Neil is amazing at what he did, obviously.
1: Right, Um, right. But it's not. But it's not like, and people are maybe hearing this are like, "Well, I do like improvisational gigs all the time." But it's not really that. It's somewhere in between. Like you're still following this song structure. You're familiar with certain styles, like you say. Okay, they call it a A wailing groove or a country shuffle, chain
5: beat. Yeah, or, or
1: or or a modern country groove and you're like, okay, that's uh, what, 84 BPM halftime
3: with
1: the one or two kick drum patterns. So that just comes from experience and, you know, what was that old commercial how do you get experience if you don't have a job? How do you get a job if you don't have experience? You know, so it's like going down there. So question, for somebody that wants to like do this, like people say, hey man, I want to start playing down on Broadway, what do I do? We see that on you know different posts on social media. So, what would your advice be to somebody that maybe is new to town or wants to try it out, but they want to start working down there? They're like, "No, this is my scene. I definitely want to do it. But where do I begin?"
5: My advice is just, yeah, like what I did personally. Yeah. I was down there every day. Like, what did I, you when do, there? What did you do? <laughs> I literally walked into bars and just yeah. walked in and listened to people and listened to what I liked. Sat there for a while, appreciated what they were doing. Kind of made eye contact. You, you, there's kind of that musician look you can kind of yeah. tell with people in the crowd. The Remo the, the ponytail. Like, yeah. You got that, the like, poster. oh yeah, you're judging me, or you're, you know, like you <laughs> yeah. could tell that they at least know yeah. music. And, through that, like you build conversations, whether after the gig, if someone's off and they actually are hanging out for a little while, having a beer or doing anything. Yeah. Go, go introduce yourself, say, hey, and don't talk their ear off and don't, you know, like respect their time. But like plenty of people nowadays do that to me and introduce yeah. themselves, say, hey, friend me on Facebook. You build a little relationship, you get to like know them a little bit more, you hear them play. And then it's like, hey, sit in next time you come in. Yeah, you know? and then that's the ticket. Like if you can get the sit in and you can do well and you can show everyone on stage like, oh, all right, cool. You know, like you've planted a seed in those people's heads that uh, okay, this guy is capable. And right, right. I've always thought of things as a list and even if I'm just on the list, I can always work up. So if yeah. I can just get on the bottom of it, Oh, right, oh, One yeah. day, maybe yeah. get up to three or two or maybe even one, you yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. stuff said. happens to other gigs and other people. Yeah. And, you know, if you can just keep the relationships like you were talking about. Yeah. And I mean, I've got guys and musicians and artists that I haven't played with in 10 years that I'm playing with every day again. You know, so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's really important to like. Keep good relationships. You know, not burn bridges that you, you don't want to burn. Hey,
0: absolutely,
1: <laughs> stay positive.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, and and I'm not 100 percent with that at all. You know, I've, I've learned from <laughs> my own mistakes. Um, but you, but you, know, you pointed
1: but, out something. You know, I think really important. Even somebody posted something the other day. Is like, get asked to sit in. Don't ask to sit in. Get to the point where you are asked to sit in. And you kind of, you know, lay the foundation by creating this connection or contact. Be there. Be open. Um, You respect their time. And then if you don't get asked to sit in, move on, you know. But, I mean, it's a chance for you. You just want people to hear you, to get to know you. And then ultimately, you know, like I think... All of us have either called each other or been called by one another or been recommended to do gigs. Sure. And yeah. so for each other, because, you know, whether or not we've spent a lot of time hearing each other, the seven of us in this room, we all have a lot of <clears throat> trust and faith trust in, in everyone's ability right. to deliver right. and like be there and just be a good hang. And as soon as you say yes to the gig, you're there, you're present. Yeah. You know.
7: Man, there's. Uh how I've been looking at it recently Like uh, My wife at home She Is She t- just took a job Where she's working from home And Over the last month She's been working Monday through Friday Eight mm-hmm. hours a day mm-hmm. Uh And it's all training It's She hasn't even started doing oh Like a real job yet But it's It's You know A month of that mm-hmm. So Post up at, at the stage For 12 hours Watch three shifts if you don't know 80% of what's going on there, you probably need to listen to that Spotify list a little more. And and let's what's say... What's the Spotify list? There's a Spotify playlist, uh, Broadway, apparently. I haven't checked it out because I don't <laughs> know. That.
3: Okay, right. Yeah, that makes it super easy. Um, I think there's a couple of them. I think our, yeah.
6: uh, our boy uh, Jack Thomas Ankenbrook that gotcha. plays with the Outliers,
1: Huh? An- what did you say? Ankle weight. His name,
6: <laughs> <laughs> ankle weight. No, I, he just. I, I saw him post about it the other day. We should. Actually, we should get that and maybe.
1: Yeah. Link it. On I can. The I can put uh, a link uh, on there for or sure. Right, get yeah. a couple, maybe find yeah. a couple of yeah. them and do it. But yeah. Uh, Jack, we love you. I always
0: kinda laugh at those I laugh at those lists because it's like it's a great place to start, but I mean country music. If you're gonna play country music, well, it started what in the twenties or the thirties and it's still going today. Yeah. And you're gonna get called and asked upon to play anything from the 60s the 50s the 90s so i mean to, to yeah, listen we, we, we to we need to listen to it yeah. yeah
6: merely a starting point and, right. and understand and
0: you know. you know know about the players and you know i like to think of what their approach was and well, i know
7: jake's know. one of the few guys in town that i know of that appreciates it on a level yeah. that that i do
6: oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i'm yeah i mean damn near obsessive about yeah you know yeah, and you have to be, to do it well. Well, and yeah. that's, that's another know, thing that I should say. You have to appreciate the like, art form. It makes the job a whole lot easier when you don't hate the music you're playing, which I I didn't move to Nashville to play only country music, but I did grow up listening to country music. So it was like, yeah. it's not a chore for me to play this music. And I know a lot of people are not like that. So it's yeah, you kind of got to figure that out on your own, whether it's – you know. If you if you, do, you know, if you're just gonna be, if it's gonna be sucking your soul to play this music for four <laughs> don't hours, don't do of it. Time, yeah, you know, right. man You don't you know, have to it's... play
0: crazy like the record, but At, exactly. least, yeah, at yeah. least know the record absolutely. and know yeah. what was going on at that era and how it was played, and rec- and then do whatever you need to do to make the song work on the stage. Totally. For the person that hired you, you yeah, know? absolutely,
1: hundred yeah. percent. But but if you, you scroll back not too long ago, what we were just talking about was being able to adapt, being able to be present for playing songs you've never played before. But just understanding the general terminology. So it's really a cross section because I know exactly what you're saying. So I, and I want to talk about essential gear and non essential mm-hmm. gear. <laughs> and and i think you know some of the Ooh. some of the best players that i have seen down there that just that can adapt it can morph and play i mean it, it just about anything and like we talked about playing songs that none of us have ever played but have big ears and all those things that stuff is a s- super great skill set that will keep you busy 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 hmm. then there's the complete opposite side of that where i've got charts and i overdo it and i've got these meticulous charts and sometimes fills <laughs> written out and all this stuff Trying to like let it absorb into my soul. So, like, what did Chad Cromwell do on this track? Mm. And I, yes. how do I get to sound more yeah. like him when I'm doing it? Because I want to represent the song. And sure. sometimes that's come back to bite me in the ass because the person is not doing that. But just to be able to have my head out of the chart and know that maybe someone's not going to do the song exactly like it is and not be a stickler about it. But at the same time, so my point is, is I think a lot of people that we work with down there, they appreciate that you take the care and do your homework, and then other people appreciate that you're flexible. And like Eddie, your gig with Tom, you have to be on your toes constantly. So explain your gig with this crazy guy, Tom Yankton. So the Yankton gig. So... I would explain any gig
2: by when you when you when you come on to a gig you are almost taking on a character at mm. this point. And it's like we talk about big ears. Some people wanna some people do things like the records, some people have arrangements and when you start playing you you can usually tell, okay, they they like it like the record or maybe they like it a little bit faster. But their job is to entertain people. Yeah. And then so, Yankton is... He's kind of got this... I take on the character of Yankton is Elvis and I'm Ron Tutt. That's how, that's how I approach that one. That's kind of the same way I approached the Don Gatlin situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, back in the day as well. But I wouldn't take that approach if I was playing, for instance, with uh, Whiskey Cash and Roses. Mm-hmm. It's a little more structured. There is some comedy and stuff that's in there. But with Yankton, I mean... It's like a spaceship is getting launched into the air with kerosene. <laughs> now, it, the, it might explode, but it's going to be really entertaining to but see. But you're going down. You're going yeah. down with it. So you just got to be on the seat of your pants. But I, I find that really fun. Yankton, can. he'll start a song, and if it is not working, it's it, it will stop before the first verse is even halfway over. And he will switch gears. He does commercials. Like he will start playing songs and he he does it's it's like commercials to solicit tips basically, and um he'll start <laughs> uh, I got my first real six string gets people singing along and then he goes into a journey and then he goes into and he, what he's doing is a commercial right there, yeah and uh so and it's brilliant and it gets people. Get up there paying the cash to do it So you gotta be able to follow that And for someone that's You know Been knee deep in their chart And they're They're really worried about those things Or well, oh, oh man We're starting We're starting uh, The Outfield song well, No you're not You you might be starting the Outfield song But you might not be starting the Outfield song And you might be getting it halfway done And somebody comes up with a hundred dollar bill So it's just then Then the Outfield song is over You know We're going to whatever song that is Right that second You know So I love it It's madness It's absolute madness But I,
1: I was it's a character a, a couple kind of, years ago and he stopped the song after like two bars and I'm like what did I oh my god what did I do what, yeah what did I do and then it found out but but, but it, like is there like it, can anyone point to like a skill set that you've come away from from doing these types of gigs that when say you go out on the road you play with another band you're know, like or maybe a, a non Broadway situation you're like man I'm so glad I have this experience because I, I'm bringing this to the table right now and it is saving my ass
0: well I think you know keeping your keeping your head up and listening yeah, 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 yeah. so you know you could watch for cues or a emo- someone you know getting more excited on stage and you're not just buried into your into your groove or what your job is yeah. you got to really look around the stage and see what's going on yeah. with everybody yeah. to to survive on broadway and then you bring that to like a, a gig out on the road and and it's just so easy you
1: know? and the people are super impressed even artists even like other musicians that don't because we i think we all know Like amazing musicians, amazing drummers, that the Broadway thing would totally bowl them over. They're like, I just, I know I have my thing. It's like, yeah, but you play with and you're on, been on the cover of Modern Drummer and blah blah blah. But they just would not. And 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 I mean, there's groups that, well, that Jake and I play with, with that, you know, that there's subs that have covered for us. That like these guys are super badass. But sometimes they just they they've found work other places they have not done as much, have not invested as much in Broadway as as we have. Well you gotta be willing to, to give it up. You know what I mean? It's
0: like, yeah. okay, I don't really know the song and that's okay. Yeah. You know, and I might miss this and I might miss that and it's you know not necessarily on me. I'm gonna try my hardest, but yeah, you know, it's not gonna come out perfect. And yeah. just to kind of, if you're on Broadway, you got to let that go. Yeah, And I think it kind of comes to the something that came up when you mentioned tips about Broadway. You know, people need to know about the tip thing because, you know, yeah. people can walk up and, you know, hand you, you know, put 20 bucks in the jug and say, I want to hear this song. And then the lead singer might say, OK, we're going to do this song. And nobody's heard it on stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're mucking through, you know, some song that you heard the intro when you brought it up on YouTube. And he's reading the lyrics off his phone, and the changes are going left and right. And you get done, and the audience is amazed you did that well. Mm-hmm. And they're putting twenty dollars in again for another song you don't know, <laughs> you know. And yeah, it, yeah, it's just there, there's there's a lot to be said with not getting frustrated or having integrity at that point
4: (laughs) that's why when you go to an artist gig you can actually really learn the song you can take the time to go oh my gosh you know and learn (laughs) and learn the drum fills as they are on the record because you know i know a bunch of forms of songs i don't know the exact drum fills on every single song i do Mm -hmm. and i don't need to because there's too much stuff to know and i need to make it so that every song sounds pretty good, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. and But I'm I'm the bus driver, and I'm just going to plow through and, you know, do the best I can for that yeah. moment I'm in it. Think
1: about, like, the what we're talking about, these kind of polar ends of uh, an important skill set that every musician needs to know. And so you're doing artist gigs where you have to represent and come in strong and know the material. Right. Uh, and then you're doing gigs where you have to be creative, and so you're doing a session, you walk in, well, here's the thing, and, like, automatically... Automatically, you are thinking, "I've got the perfect groove for this," and you know, you are just you are improvising on the session. You've heard the song maybe once, if that, and then you are going and you are improvising, and so you are bringing that to the table. So, there is like a skill set from what we're learning here, you know, doing these gigs, that we can take to these outside. Well, like with Broadway,
0: it's like, if you think about it, the guy that played on the record, is, is more than likely with a country record, yeah. you know, he, he heard the song, the demo, played it down two or three times, and then he's on to the next track. Yeah. So he didn't really know the song either. No. He was just making it up. <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. So if you look around and listen to everyone on stage and communicate with them musically to get the, the message of the song across, yeah. you're going to, at that moment, play the right thing. Regardless if it's just like the rec- the record or not, because it's what everyone on stage needs to to move
1: to move the bus down the road. And I would put money that any of the groups that these this this group of drummers right here plays with, the audience. Is gonna love. They're, they're like, this is better than any band that I've ever seen in my hometown. I know, you know, even like we've never played that song before. It's still gonna be pretty bad. They're just
7: those fills. There's certain fills and certain eras of country that like need to be like Russell's art, Blue size in Texas. Those you need to play those fills. Yeah, like those. You, hell yeah. You know
3: what I'm saying? That's point. yeah.
6: Listeners, if you're looking up the. Spotify list, start with that song.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: Hey, so, you know, and, and one of the questions I had was like, what was your first experience, you know, down there? And my first experience was, again, not knowing any country, but Blue Eyes of Texas was like the first, one of the first songs. I still have, and, and, and I will go on record that I still have a chart for Fishing in the Dark because I had nice. never heard that song and the
5: drums don't in, come in until the snare before and the i'm course. like what? <laughs> Is that yeah. i've said some mean <laughs> shit doubles. to
1: a
7: guy that i <laughs> saw with a
1: chart for the- <laughs>
7: like like bro you just need to go home
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah well i'm glad you weren't around when i <laughs> you want to talk putting, about- that there. Just putting that out there putting that out there
5: let's talk about first gigs on broadway yeah like, please yeah it's funny like because mine was man it was my birthday actually left my own birthday party you're 12 years old um yeah it was was my it must have been my 22nd birthday i believe because i moved here when i was 21 so um i knew this guy through a gig i had done off the strip over on music row it was like one of my first gigs in town and um it was a guitar player and he goes can you come play broadway and i'm like i i don't know yeah okay (laughs) i'm like sure can i and he goes yeah and uh he goes, you need a full kit, though. And I go, I thought Broadway had kits. And he goes, yeah, but this is Rippy's Rooftop. And this is before Rippy's Rooftop had a kit. So, And they don't have an elevator either. <laughs> and I remember, oh my. and my birthday is in October. So it was freezing cold out. I'm wearing my leather jacket the entire gig. I'm on the roof playing, had to haul all my drums up there. Wow. But talk about flying by the sea to your parents. Like, I mean, that was my introduction to Broadway. And the bass player I was playing with was a pretty well known older guy that had been in town for 10, 15 years, done big gigs, whatever. And he was the one that actually gave me the confidence to go do another one because
3: oh, yeah, awesome.
5: he's long since moved on. But it was little things that he was telling me that I was doing that gave me a confidence that maybe this is something I can do because I don't really know these songs. I remember one song in particular was Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood. Yeah, yeah. And he said just by hitting the crashes on the snare on the courses he's like, just that little stuff, man. And he was like, that's beautiful and that's musical. And like mm-hmm. it was so encouraging, and I've obviously never forgotten it. Um, and everything about that gig was memorable, but... Um, yeah, you know, I've been down there ever since. Like, I, I literally quit my job a couple of weeks later with three gigs a week on Broadway, and that yeah. was what made me hungry to go meet everyone because I, <laughs> yeah, so I, like, I was literally hungry.
3: Yeah, literally hungry. I was literally hungry. I said, yeah, "I'll
5: go yeah. learn Western swing. I'll go learn this. I'll go learn whatever I have to do because I want to play, and that's what I want to do with my life." And that was my introduction, and that's why I love that street, and that's why, like, my whole life has been from that street my whole career everything from it has blossomed from that one gig yeah I love (laughs) that man I'm so glad that you had that experience and that's why I love Broadway and a lot of people that know me like know that I mean I spend most of my life down there I really do and I have and that's because it's opened all the doors I've ever needed yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I'll just share this to to date myself. I I, um, was working at a club over near Harding Mall, and this guy, Rubel Sanderson's daughter, owned it. And then Rubel went and opened a club on Broadway called Legends, (laughs) and he hired the band. And so we were playing Legends within the first month that it opened. Wow. In 97. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. awesome. I was the first band to play there.
4: Huh? I was the first band you to play were, Legends yeah. you know, before, the, before the records were put up on the wall and before there was any... There was no back room There was anything, yeah. yeah, there was no decor or anything. And I was the first band to play uh, there. We had
0: $15 base pay. <sighs>
5: yeah. Oh yeah, not, oh, yeah. Not to bracket. <laughs> I mean, $25 existed up until about five years ago.
3: <laughs> yeah, I remember I, I, that, uh,
6: that my, my first gig was at Paradise Park with the... Uh, the other side, fellas. Shout, yeah. out, shout out to them, <laughs> De- Derek and I both played with them a bunch over the years. Uh, but yeah, thirty dollars base pay. Yep.
4: <laughs> I was at the turf. The cheeseburger.
6: Oh yeah. Oh. The mm. turf.
4: And tater tots. Oh. Yeah. They still had slot machines. The turf. Wow. They had slot machines and people would gamble down there, and it wasn't anything like it is today. You know, you have middle income mm-hmm. class down there. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that today. I mean, nothing like that then you could smoke in half of the bars when i moved
1: here yeah yeah
5: same, yeah, same. <laughs> oh yeah
1: yeah 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 i'd come home from like the playing the stage on yeah. late saturdays it's or freaking. wednesdays and and oh
4: gosh yeah the I had smoke to, like,
1: couldn't bring the gear in the house <laughs> right no 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 it would stay out i'd like my wife's like take a shower before you could come into the bedroom you know it was just but that's how i grew up you know playing yeah. in smoky bars and then mm-hmm. when they cut that off i don't know I, 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 doesn't never really bother me that much but 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 the history though because people talk about and you see these pictures of broadway and how you know it was mostly hardware stores and different things like that i think tootsie was there there were some strip clubs there during a time people talk about how dangerous it was and then i moved here in 2000 and started playing there around 2002 and so there were just a handful of places but Can anyone describe like what's happened the last? I'll tell you, it's amazing. Our words, uh, incredible. It used to be we're just before the four hundred block was lit up, and you could look down
0: towards the river and see a little sparkle here or there of another sign. And now, from the four hundred block all the way down to the river, there's there's neon, there's bars, it's there's people, and now with the Assembly food assembly hall. You start oh, looking death. up from the yeah. four hundred block oh, up the gosh, hill, yeah. and there's throngs of people so up there too. It's it's isn't
4: explosion. Yeah, and there's there's so many opportunities now to play places. Yeah. There's no well, and then
0: with what you can Taco Bell six months. You
4: can play a Taco Bell yeah. now.
7: I mean, I think over the <laughs> last six months, I've, mean, I've turned country. down more gigs than I have
0: the entire time yeah. I've lived here. Yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent.
3: It's been wild.
0: Yeah, I said earlier I turned down eleven gigs. A couple of weeks ago, I just yeah. couldn't do them. I was getting yeah.
1: phone call after phone call, text message. So if you, know. you want to work down there, the changes that have happened over the last five years, all good?
6: Um, I wouldn't say I that. wouldn't go that far. That's not <laughs> <Yeah>. whoa, whoa. <laughs> I like, I came over the room. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I, mean,
5: I feel that my personal opinion on it is, you know, when I met John, per se, and Eddie and Jake, probably everyone in this room, it was... It was, I would say, over five years ago where that's where the drastic change in my mind started happening. Yeah, yeah. Where I feel like there was maybe <laughs> 12 stages on that block when I started playing down there, which is more than even when you were down there. And it, it just, so I don't always think that Having all that extra is great for the music and all that because we're all trying to fill everything all the time. Mm -hmm. But I think it is great for the vibe. I think I've never seen the city so alive. I mean, I've never seen so many people here Mm -hmm. ever. You know, so it's like it's wild going down there on a Monday morning and it's packed. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's
0: (laughs) kind of hard to play in an open window of a bar when you hear five other bands across oh, gosh, the street. Right. Yeah, okay. can, there you go. Yeah, that, that's,
1: the, <laughs> there that's you go. One, yeah. So, um, it's a challenge. Tom Yankton and the with a drill. And... Right across, I'm trying to count the <laughs> song. Man, and...
5: But I mean, yeah, so there are the negatives, but with all those people and everything else, you know, there's a lot of financial goodness that comes out of that uh, uh, and yeah. a lot of everything else, you know, so it's yeah. the good and the bad. It's so, easy to
6: point out the negative. We know when we, you know, you know, everybody in this room's been here for a long time, long before these changes happen. So it's easy to sit and bitch and moan about. Oh, well, this the town right. I moved to and love is yeah. different now. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it is. There's so much positive, you know. To yeah, take away but that, that's sure.
0: with country music in general. Every every gen, every yeah. next generation, you know, Says all complains the, about the new this, music, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but that's happened since you know exactly Hank Williams, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it, it's going to continue to change and evolve, and as long as you you accept that, and you know, you can move with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Essential gear. John, you mentioned, you know, hey, I take care of these drums, and we all thank you so much for it. Because people are like, what about <laughs> oh, these clubs?
6: I, I'd, I'd like to say something that I don't want this, – this cannot be overstated, that the difference in <laughs> playing a John Root – Oh, drum is, yeah, yeah, and not 100%. Freaking yes. night and amazing, day. <laughs> and, uh, right, like, right, right. Right. and he
5: will answer a text at the drop of a dime Oh, if man. Anything's wrong. And, oh, yeah, what do you need? Yeah. Yeah. I wish
4: you would come to some of these other clubs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because let me tell you, I changed three kick drum heads last week myself. I changed uh, one right after you. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> will you look at my drums before you leave? <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Certainly. 10 inch Tom,
7: essential
6: gear. Yeah. A F a. <laughs> I'm right there with you man. Yeah. Two rack toms all day. I'll oh, say this. rack toms. Uh, more important than any snare drum or pedal, a uh, good fan.
3: Yes, oh, 100%.
6: Yes. Uh, definitely don't leave that behind.
0: I've even started cleaning fans now. I yeah. got a paintbrush right <laughs> <Yeah>. clean <laughs> because there's nothing worse than sitting in a gig and watching that that oh, dust bunny so hang on in the fan <laughs> yeah. and just kind
1: of blow well, like, in you your direction. <laughs> Keep in mind, we've just, you know, we're hopefully coming in, coming through the other end of a worldwide pandemic. And when I look at a dirty ass fan, I'm oh, thinking, so nice. how many do I, should I bring my own? Should I? Yeah, clean what's that? blowing into yeah. my what's face? How many covids does this have? <laughs> <laughs> what's the rating? What's the covid yeah. rating on this turbo fan? So essential gear. You talked about. <clears throat> You can come down. Like, what's the like? Just the bare minimum. I see dudes like walking with just like a cymbal bag. I, the ninety percent
0: of the clubs that I maintain the kits at have everything but sticks and cymbals. Yes. I think three stages that I maintain even have cymbals. You know. Yeah. Uh, but wow. so, you know, the, I there's a throne, a kick pedal, and a house snare mm-hmm. at at most of the clubs I maintain. Yeah. Hi,
5: heckledge. That being said, I would recommend yeah, the bare minimum being throne. the throne included and the yes. pedal, because uh, uh, yeah. um, I've had thrones break on me down there. I've had wow. stuff, you know, it's, it's overused yeah. or it's old or mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's
0: not always maintained by John. Yes, even the ones uh, I maintain, uh, it's hard okay. because yeah. I'm there on Monday right, and then yeah, I'm not back sh- again until Monday, and who sure. knows what's gonna happen? Between even the gigs.
6: I'm doing where I know the kit is legit. There's everything I need. I still bring everything for because sure. I mean, you know, like yeah. you said, who knows what's happened in even overnight? Yeah, in the last, you know, and, in the last and, shift. You yeah. know, I'd rather be looking at it than looking for it.
4: Yeah, I called it. Oh, um, I I had to call someone. You know, they were doing a sub sub gig for me, and he showed up with no throne, and I was like, a "What? What?" And because I always have right. a throne, always, and yeah. um, so that's pretty essential. Even even. Because all the clubs, I mean, John's clubs, no, <laughs> you know, you're treated really. like a queen there. But <laughs> if you go to some other clubs, um, they don't have thrones. Awesome. And so you just need yeah, to sure. you need to cover your ASS. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Simulfilts <Simophons> and
1: sleeves. <laughs> yes, yeah. that, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, it so pissed so me
6: off, too. And that's something <laughs> I was way late to the game on. I didn't start carrying filth and sleeves until, oh like, six months ago well, well, yeah, i, like, you you I managed to album. not play a steve <laughs> smith deck club
7: deck guy? <laughs> for the first whatever nine years yep. living here and finally played one you only make that guy looked once. at me like i was nuts
5: yeah it's to like it was tootsie's main room it's
7: like hey man do you have felts <laughs> behind yep. the the console or what's the deal he's like no man they take them over and over again we can't afford to have them Mike, can't afford to have them copy
1: that <laughs> yeah they make a billion dollars a year so some of the clubs so what you guys are talking about some of these clubs (laughs) and some of the there's a you know a handful of owners that own a a large Uh group of these clubs and some of them you know they're just they're just not as concerned with the welfare of the musicians and um, (laughs) and i I feel like collectively (laughs) you know we need to put our support behind the clubs and the people that support the music and i think we all know those clubs and it trickles it, you can see it and the, the bartenders the barbacks the the engineers it's more than just the, the bands but i mean there's some clubs down there and again we can talk about the bad but talk about the good for like, sure I, I swear like the stage is one of the places that i've been playing off and on for the last 18 years and even as the generation of staff has turned over there's a consistency. It's almost like the Southwest Airlines of clubs. They're always nice. That is a fantastic
6: analogy, Matt. <laughs>
1: Thank you.
6: That, that was impressive, that punch, really. I had some time to think about yeah.
1: that one. You
4: get a little package of peanuts.
1: Yeah, yeah and, and that was, that's a weird package one, but still.
4: Peanuts. Well, you're right, though.
5: I mean, I when talk about the pandemic, when everything really shut down, um, there were a couple clubs and only a couple that, paid me and my fellow musicians for at least a month of gigs that we weren't playing. Yeah. That's amazing. It's incredible. And I'll never forget those owners and people because Mm -hmm. there's only two of them down there that did it, but they paid a month worth of bass pays for gigs that we weren't playing. Yep. Wow. Um, it was, I still, you know, I'll never forget those people as long as I'm in life. You know? And, and some so. of the,
0: the, the clubs you were talking about where they don't treat the musician right. Yeah. And, and, and it goes on to the staff and everyone that works for them, yeah. they're, they're also less concerned about the patrons. So mm. I feel like the, f- the front people know that and they can push the patrons harder for those tips and therefore, you'll make more money playing at those clubs too. Yeah, yeah. Where the uh, where some of the clubs where they care about you more, they don't want you, you know, hustling the the, the customer for a tip every song yeah. or to do every song, and you'll make less money in tips at those
1: clubs. We talk a lot about on the on the podcast. It's come up m- multiple times. It's like we do what we love, and sometimes the money thing kind of gets in the way of the decisions that we make. And so like, well, man, I, I, just, I, I just love to play or I need the experience or I want to do this. But, but we all always have to keep in mind that when you diminish the value that, you, that your time, when you don't value your time or your skill set or the, all the stuff that you've done to get to where you are, you're devaluing everybody. So if I accept less money on the road or do whatever, then it's hurting everybody.
0: And and I mean, we're musicians, right? So that makes us, you know, we're musicians. Hey, but we're business people. Yes. Individually. Yes. And if we make money doing it today, then I can do it tomorrow. Yes. you know and yes. the next day yes so money needs to be a kind of a, a focus just for survival fact right. so that you can have some longevity in retirement does do musicians think about you know having a retirement plan oh we got another gig we're gonna go to yeah, yeah. you know but when you start thinking of it from a, uh, as a business mm-hmm. then you can have more longevity at it and more and even more success i mean we all want to join in a join a band hop in a van and drive around and and be the police or the beatles or green day or whoever mm-hmm. but that isn't going to happen to everybody but if you still like to play music play drums there are ways you can be successful doing that without being in you know one of those bands you
1: no, know, I think it's just really important because a, a lot of things that people think about when they think of Broadway, where you're playing a bunch of music you don't like, or you're playing a song for the 16th time that week that you don't like just to make the money. And at the end of the day, you're just trying to make money. There's a balance in there. Yeah. You know? yeah
0: well, and, once I start a song, I mean, you'll see it on the set list, or you'll, you'll hear about it. Oh, we got to play Rocky Top. But I'll guarantee, halfway through that first verse, you look around at any of us, and we're going to be grooving. We're going to be enjoying yes. what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to think about doing it, oh no! But you know, here's sweet home Alabama again. But once we're playing it, it's like, man, this is this is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, I think it's really important, and it's it's interesting because I think we've all known different artists, maybe that their careers are, are in such a way that that, that they don't play. It's funny. Uh, um, There's some singers I started working with, and I think in one week any one of us play more gigs and more hours than they do all year long. Think of some of these artists, even on the road touring. You know, they're doing like their forty-five or their hour and a half set a couple times a week. We're still knocking that out of the park in a month. And some of these people, man, they, they're they just, like, desperate what, to to just perform and play. I mean, just, what, last weekend, I'm trying to think. Um, see, this this pause will get edited out right now.
6: Um, who came out to the
1: stage and sat in? Um,
6: oh, uh, Rushlow. Yeah, Tim, Tim Rushlow. Rushlow. Yeah, yeah. Tim
1: Rushlow came out and sat in with mm-hmm. a band I was playing with at the Wild Horse and ran over to the stage and said, mm-hmm. and, and, I mean, he is, like, I just I want to sing I, like I love to perform. But his opportunities to perform as a, as what we would see as a successful artist with hits in the past, like our vision of success as a young person when we saw that and like, well that's that's really good and good for him and it's really great and he's a great singer. But I'm like I'm a player man. I have to play. I gotta play. Hey, Amen. <laughs> like I, I didn't move this town to sit on my ass. Yeah. Like I got a gig. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, can we talk about non-essential gear? Stuff that I mean, do you, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Splash symbol, triangle, <laughs> dugout. <laughs> Watch it now, John. Hey. <laughs> so you could get you could you could walk Science. in with a pair of sticks and, and and some symbols and 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 go. But like, for example, we talk about the fan and like I have my chart book, and I've or it, now it's digitized, Tablet, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's probably like I look at my setup. I'm like it's probably too much, but I just really I like to have that that it's comfortable. Yeah. And like, now over the last fifteen years, as in ears are more standard, I really like to have that mix because when you're playing sometimes four or maybe eight hours. Just thinking of a wedge blown in my ear mm-hmm. all night long. Yeah. I mean, I am having a hard enough time I here have at four K.
7: Gripe with using ears downtown because it seems like in most cases that they want you to do it. They have the snare, kick, and maybe Tom's mic'd up. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky a hi hat mic, but no overheads. And the whole goal of it is to decrease the stage volume you know so they put all the guys on ears they don't want any wedges well you're plugging the drummer's ears and not miking up the cymbals he's going to instinctively play him louder <laughs> play him harder because he's not hearing
1: oh, i play louder when i have yeah. ears yeah. for sure
7: and and so you know the other day i was setting up at a club mm-hmm. and no overhead no hat mic or anything and I said man can you know there's a boom stand right here can we throw a mic on this and just use it as an 57 that's fine we'll just use it as an overhead man, I don't have the channels. I said, well, you just asked me if I was going to sing. Yeah. Use that channel. (laughs) And he was like, oh, oh, I guess so. (laughs) So, and I'll do it if that's the case. But, Mm -hmm. like, most of the time I'll just go without ears and just listen to the, you know, which is miserable. And But for me, it's better for the room Mm. to have my ears out and play soft. Right. It's, I do both. It's funny you
4: mention. Yeah, yeah you, I do you say both. it's
7: miserable, but have you ever noticed that
2: it's only miserable for about the first thirty minutes, and your ears and then, then? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah dust, you're right, right. And you'll start you hearing the bass, and you will start hearing the guitar, and you will start hearing the room.
7: The only it, problem is like when the, the if you're playing with the singer that likes to do the whole like, which I think they all do, like the medleys, of, sure, of course, which not. aren't like real medleys it's just a. you know it's just i'm gonna one jump... song
0: back to back and yeah another.
7: we're gonna vamp over this chord and i'm gonna sing whatever bullshit comes to mind like and and sometimes you don't hear that bullshit that they're singing so you you don't immediately grasp oh, maybe a, a change of groove that right. needs to happen and it's not immediate you'll catch on but like if it, if you're hearing it delayed
0: like that that's the only issue you yeah. run into Well, most of the time downtown i'll play without even a monitor. Yeah. So that I can hear the other musicians. Oh, absolutely. And then if I can't hear them, then I'll play a little quieter. Yeah. As long as we're not in ears. That's you know? what blows my mind is when I
7: say, because guys, just default is like kick and snare blaring in the drummer wedge. Right. I'm like, bro, I'm yeah. right here right. in front of these things. I don't need them. You know, yeah,
0: and then if you're behind like a, a, a drum screen, oh and, and you're trying to communicate with the other musicians to make a song I'm happen, so and all you do is you <laughs> just got all your volume blasting back at you. Your tones sound terrible because they're coming right off of plastic. Your yeah. cymbals are too loud, mm. and then you can't hear anyone calling a song, or yeah. or what the acoustic player is doing. You know.
4: And for some reason, when I'm behind a shield, I feel like people can't see me. I feel like I'm isolated. Well, you look
0: at it, and all you see is yourself looking back at but, yourself.
4: And or I, yeah, because I can see what's happening on Broadway because I can see the reflection, you know. So I have my own little like TV right there in front of me. But <laughs> but yeah, I forget sometimes. Yeah, they can see me because I'm. But I'm so isolated, and and communicating with the singers. It's rather difficult sometimes, and and you know the guitar players were over there, and and, and I got this huge, you know, protective screen in front of the the, the shield, and um, I don't, I'm not a big proponent of them. <laughs> no,
1: I don't think anybody. Unless it unless the ears are really good and you've got a good seal on the ears, yeah, it's fine. But if 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 the mix is bad, Jake, you were saying that you had a situation last night that if this uh, if an, if this engineer just didn't get your ear mix right you were gonna just skip it and go with the wedge
6: oh yeah like it and i think you have to know what you're getting we all were sprung that was sprung on us when we got there last night so we couldn't prepare for that but like if if i just see that the ears the ear mix is just not gonna happen mm-hmm. then I'll just be like yo man just throw some vocals and kick drum in the wedge and mm-hmm. let's just roll. well you got right. 15
0: minutes, yeah, you, got yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. you got 15 yeah. minutes yeah, gotta, to mix a record in your ears you and know what I mean and yeah. every still on
6: you to start on yeah. a certain yeah. time and everything yeah. Exactly. Yeah. so you don't have any time all my sound right? guys
0: know
5: that about me every sound guy I work with like, I'm like I gotta I got 10 minutes to go pee and mm-hmm. get some water and get ready for the gig I, just give me kick and vocals like I know the songs enough like I'll get
6: you New situation like like Billy you said like more and more places are just requiring it like they're, yeah. they're, there's no wedges but then all the places that say oh there you have to run ears every one of them just somehow can't figure out how to turn the freaking gates off on the toms mm-hmm. yeah. and they can't understand why I'm like bro I'm sorry what well, you gotta like how can you expect me to play like this I don't yeah. I don't play at one velocity all night long like I need to you yeah.
7: know these
6: <laughs> toms are gonna be like Because
7: they're trying to put it on the channel strip and it's they probably did and it's a universal thing yeah so I've, I've had yeah. this situation where yeah. I've
2: had I've had to hit the four tom as hard as I possibly can just to even get a signal oh, yeah. out of it
7: and I'm just like well that's how I'd like to you know hey give me Toms Mm-hmm. Oh yeah <laughs> oh
3: yeah, yeah. Soft, real, soft. real
6: soft just to see yeah. what I'm dealing with. I'm like, yeah. no, you're gonna have to open that up, man. sorry like
1: yeah. but, but I can say that there's times when y- 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 there's certain things that you learn. First of all, you understand the terminology of gate so you can kind of fix that thing. Um, I've heard Nightmare about a new club that just opened up north of Fifth Avenue. And so mm-hmm. when I went to play there for the first time, I said, do you guys have an app because it was no wedges? Mm-hmm. And I said, "Do you have do you have like an app I can run my own ears?" Yeah, we do. I'm because like, I've got that on my. Mm-hmm. And Eddie, you told me about that years ago. Yeah. yeah. So now I've got M32 X32 yeah. Yeah, app yeah. Yeah. and all that stuff.
6: Yeah, that makes it nice too when EQ isn't an issue because mm-hmm. a lot of those you can't do all that from your phone. You
1: only you can only adjust the level, I guess. That's but, good enough for me, but at the right. same time, I feel like that that kind of I think I again I put put myself I box myself in a corner where it's like I just I've been spoiled in the past with places like the stage or yeah. even recently in the last year Old Red Old I, Red is I feel like they've got their things or doing things at the Wild Horse that I want to keep creating that environment. Now I know when I play other clubs that. If I think, oh, I, I just want this really nice mix, it's not going to happen. Don't beat myself up. Say, this yeah. is what right, it right. is. Took or, the
0: gig. Just live with it.
2: Expect Play with the nothing, gig. Expect nothing and everything else is a bonus. That's
1: yeah. the way Excellent. I, it. I love love it. Like That's how <laughs> I like it, But Eddie and I think that's, that's great and know when to adapt. But I, at the same time, if I don't have to live with something or if I can create this perfect environment and have like – a situation that I experienced like at the stage or already, red, right. I'm going to, I'm going to really go for it. Well, and, what's and, the and, app?
0: What's, I don't have that app.
5: M32. M32. M32, M32 yeah. yeah. It's great. So you get your own favor. You huh? it but it's not a, an
1: app for any mixer. It's, it's uh, for, yeah, there's several different ones. Depending on there's which the Midas right. mixer. Oh, okay. There's the yeah, right. X32 mixer. It just depends on the club. But it's, it, it I think what it does is it, it, is it makes my time the, the, the key is if you know the engineer, if you establish, or if you don't know the engineer and you establish a quick rapport sure. with them, mm. they can make your life great. That's and a great point. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hey.
5: try to always shake and introduce <laughs> yeah. to the oh, end yeah. sound guy Definitely. first, or engineer, sound girl, uh, everything, because that's the that's the person that's going to make you sound the I, best to can. I grab
1: my Sharpie, write their name. I'm right. worse with names. Right. I write their name on the drum yep. head and be like, and so I can call <laughs> them great. by name. Is that what Head, you do? Yeah. I do the sales check. That's what I do. Oh my God. John. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I do that. I'll repeat the name back
1: just so no, I don't. Because people, it. they appreciate right. that, man. Yep. And then they're yeah. just like, whatever. And because and, and sometimes you if know. I'm just feeling persnickety and I'm just like, I'm sorry, I know you turned the snare up. Can you turn it back down man. just a little bit too much? And they're just like, yeah. And then, man, thank you for making sure. those changes. And oh, yeah. they're like, no, that's why we're here. Yeah. because the opposite is a nightmare yes. it is a nightmare and that's and, and that has served me well traveling and going other places and and are you gonna be running monitors say hey i'm the drummer how are hey. you man before i say anything about what i want in my mix how are you man good to see you and then i'll like step away <laughs> set my alarm for 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes come back hey by the way no, I was kidding.
2: <laughs> that's extreme well, try to, you know, just being nice in general to people definitely helps open more doors. And I, I try to thank um, the sound people, even if they don't knock a home run. Yeah. You have a fill in oh, sound yeah. person because, you know, you have your people that you like working with. I mean, in any situation, you're saying your engineers that you like working with. But the thing is, if you thank them anyway, uh, the next time you work with them, they're probably going to be more out to help you and, and work with you yeah. a little bit more versus maybe what you dealt with. So, you know, hey, man, I really appreciate her. Or, hey, that, that that was that was super cool the way. Um, look forward to working with you in the future. And they're probably going to try to do their best because they're doing their job too. Right. And a lot of times they don't do a great job, but sometimes they're, over, they're in over their head, you know, so... <laughs>
1: I think, it, it, and, and I think that extends to life in general. You extend grace to people. If someone's like being a complete asshole on the road or in the grocery store line or something mm-hmm. like that, oftentimes you don't know what kind of day they've had sure. leading up to it. And some of these engineers are treated just as bad as the rest of the staff, depending on what club you're in. And so, you know, it, it, there's – I mean, there's a threshold. And again – you need to respect yourself and your situation, your working situation, and and anytime you do that, we're uplifting everybody in the community for sure. When we do that, but at the same time, uh, you know, it just depends on where people are at and just making the gig go by as easily and uh, drama free as possible. Because not only are you bringing your skill set and your musicality and your drumming to the gig, you're also bringing your attitude and the people that are hiring you. Oftentimes, I remember I like a couple of weeks ago. I felt like I played pretty well. For I played, I was happy for the first time in a long time with the way I was playing that night. But no one seemed to notice, <laughs> <laughs> and and I it made me realize that when I'm having a shitty night, to not let it affect my attitude oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and beat myself yeah. up because they probably yeah. won't even notice that either. Right. They're just happy that you're there, you're friendly. You showed up on time and you didn't get super hammered or yeah. didn't. Well,
0: it's like done. that joke, you know, if you make a mistake, you look at the bass player, you know, because yeah. then the singer's going to turn around and see you looking at the bass player and think it was them because they're not going <laughs> to know. <laughs>
7: yeah. And yeah, I can't. That it's always kind of off putting to me when people, after any show or anything like that, it's, they, they come up, man, I just ah, I felt awful about the show. It's just, yeah. Nothing ever felt right And that whole thing It's like Man why are you worried About that now This is like This is about a long game You can't harp on one show Ain't
6: nothing you can do about it
7: Yeah So like
3: That's why Don't
7: worry about it man Like we played a gig We got paid We got to hang out
1: it took me a long you know, time, to, but that's really important, but it took me a long time to learn that. Because yeah, I would beat myself tough. up, and then and then I would burden my bandmates or other people around it. It's yeah. like, oh, I didn't play. With, and I still have to cut myself yeah. off. I'm like,
7: no one wants to yeah. hear that. Our front of house guy, we've had a couple of front of house guys this way, but I kind of had to tell our new guy on my road gig. We'd come you know, around after the show and see him around Loadout, and, and you know, hey, man, how'd everything go? How was it on your end? And after the first couple of weeks of... Man, yeah, it was okay. It could be, but you know, I had to tell him, "Hey, bro, I don't want to hear that shit. Just tell me it was a good fucking night. You had yeah, fun, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. like be a little bit positive. Like don't carry that stuff on, mm-hmm. you know. Because like I said, it's it's about the long mm-hmm. game, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to, if there are
7: changes man, that need really to happen, be I'm like, man, figured out a couple of things that we can fix for for sound check tomorrow." I'm psyched about tomorrow. Let's let's make these changes. You know, yeah, that's like super, look yeah. like you were saying earlier. Look to the positive side of things, and right, right. You know, because I, I just hate that. Oh man. It's like you don't want anybody bummed about what we just did. We see
1: that in you know? singers oftentimes. We see that in, in like people that are fronting the band that are that are like we really rely on carrying that energy to the audience. Yeah. And when the energy isn't given back to them, it, it some of them know how to carry themselves through it and others are crushed by it. And yeah. you're like, No, 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 man, no, 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 you got this, you got this, don't let me down. That same thing happens with us. We could bring that to the table and just like just tear it down well, we're
0: hard on ourselves you know that's, and i think yeah, kind of yeah among this group probably instinctively that's how we keep pushing forward and yeah. what we practice when we were kids because we always you know saw the faults and wanted to get better you know mm-hmm. to get us mm-hmm. to where we are mm-hmm. and you know that doesn't necessarily just go away because you're at the next step
1: right right right
5: yeah i've always thought with that like and i'm not perfect with it at all but the idea that we we're entertainers and we have to bring the show to them and we should never expect anything from the audience. Mm. Like, that, that's a mindset that changed my life. Like, and I say it to my singers if I see them getting down or, like, oh, they're not clapping. What's wrong? Like, because we're always the ones that they're usually talking to. The singer comes back and talks to the drummer and vents and says, hey, like, am I, you know, what's wrong We're on like, the talk oh, back and this? It's
1: just between you and, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: And, I, and I try to, like, if I'm in that mindset of, like, hey, it doesn't matter, like, bring it to them, like, and that comes from a lot of artists I grew up watching and idolizing and seeing interviews and things of them talking about that idea of playing clubs to 10 people and, you know, thinking that they're going nowhere as a band. But why they went somewhere is because they played the best they could for those 10 people and made three of them fans afterwards, you know, yeah, and that, yeah. that really, it, it's, again, I'm not perfect at it and I, I can get discouraged just like anyone else. But it, if you we can try to bring that as an entertainer, as a part of a group and try to lift everyone up around you, you know you're playing music right you're you're playing music like you're getting paid to play your drums (laughs) like
3: that's pretty i'll
5: never forget the first gig i got paid to play the drums and that feeling of like oh i got fifty dollars to play the drums like cool all my friends aren't doing that (laughs) (laughs) like you know like that that's really wild so like never forgetting that you know (laughs) yeah ever (laughs) ever ever
1: so uh john bollinger guitar player yeah, probably okay. a lot of us know sure. he wrote an article uh, on I broadway, broadway yeah. recently yeah. for premier guitar mm-hmm. uh and there's a quote in there i love it it says you'll be on stage with sorry take two you'll be on stage with some of the best and worst musicians you'll ever play with the gigs are fun frustrating grueling rewarding good for you and bad for you <laughs> what do you think he meant by that like summed it up especially that last part <laughs> it does it did sum it
0: up I think I mean, it could hurt your attitude I mean it could yeah. get you down you could get you know oh man you know the music wasn't good you know why am I doing this playing a bunch of songs I don't know you can go down that road yeah, is yeah, what yeah. I think he, yeah, he, yeah. he meant mm-hmm. by that mm-hmm. but um, it's, it's interesting the, the people you play with and and you know you, you never know who's going to be there necessarily until halfway through the gig. and then you mm. you, you start to know the some person. people that have
7: no business being down there. <laughs> <laughs> if you find yourself on that like we were talking about before we started uh, recording, I, I've been getting texts from numbers that I don't know who they are and they've they don't introduce themselves to me. and it's just, hey, can you play blah blah blah, six to ten? Nothing about money. No, just <laughs> yep. ask me.
6: Not even where. No Not even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that, yeah. Just. <laughs> are you Are you available Thursday? 6th, 10th, yeah. 8th, for what? Where? Yeah. And with who? Yeah. <laughs> like,
4: I, I love. I I'm love like, that. Hey, are you available Dirk Bentley
7: gave me your number. Yeah. What, what does this that mean? Could <laughs> be anybody. What, <laughs> what does <laughs> this
4: mean? <laughs>
1: For yeah. a gig for a yeah,
5: like, yeah I started going, hey man, just to see if it's a girl
3: or a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's my lexicon, so that's for everybody. But yeah,
3: I,
7: t- I took one not too long ago and just ended up in a situation where it it did it was depressing. And then and you you never want to be that guy to to you know, say, hey I, you know, not you don't want to say you're better than this, but then you see these people playing, and it's like and you really have no business being here playing this gig yet. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how, and that's
1: that's part probably part of the musician shortage. There that's are. What I was do you, you think all that the yeah, yeah. all the stages? All the I'm stages. I'm wondering if that's kind of one of the things that <laughs> has been bad about the change. But well, Eddie, were you going to say? Something?
2: Yes, I was going to say a couple of different things. But I look at it like okay, when you expand, it's kind of like when you let's 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 pretend the NBA has thirty teams, and they have ten people on the roster, right? So. Look at it like that. There's 30 teams. So there's 300 people that can make the NBA. That means the 300, the 301st person, best basketball player, is not making the NBA. Yeah. Well, imagine if the NBA not adds one team, but if they have one team, that means 10 guys that wouldn't have made the NBA now make the NBA. Imagine if the NBA now has 95 teams instantly.
3: Mm-hmm. Is the
2: NBA going to be as good? Right. You know, so mm-hmm. so you kind of got to look at it that way. And there's not that many. I mean, it's Music City and people come from all over the world, but that's bad. Um, another analogy, I was going to look at that and I'm going to, oh, I saw a guitar player. I, I, I noodle at guitar and I try to get to my gigs earlier and I'm warming up. I saw this guitar player leaving the gig. and I'm not going to say his name, but he's an amazing guitar player. We all know who he is. If we all, anybody listens to him, they're going to go, this guy's an amazing guitar player. He's just phenomenal. And I said, "Hey, amazing guitar player." Because yes, that's why I called him. I was like, "Where'd you play at?" He said he mentioned unnamed club that I played at. I said, "Awesome, how was it?" He was like, "It was awful. I made a ton of money. It was awful." And then he just kept on moving. And, um, and it's like, and it's like, that's bad. And it just, it just, it, it put me in a weird mental state because I'm like. I like this guy, you know. I love his playing and everything, and he's just jaded as jaded could be, and he's an amazing guitar player. So that's... Yeah. So we can be there's like a lot
5: that. of that down there. I right. mean, and we've all probably been guilty of being jaded at mm-hmm. one point. We've for been sure. down there long I think, enough.
0: Sure. <laughs> I, think part of, I think part of what happened, too, is you know playing any song for $20. Or, or now it's even more money in some places. So a new musician coming to town would be looking at a band, muck through a song that they didn't know, and getting the accolade from the crowd, and going, wow, I can do that. Right. And then they're out there hunting gigs on broadway you know Mm -hmm.
7: i got ripped off here recently from a band Uh i know absolutely 100 percent um i always break down pretty quick and i would broken down my drums and Mm -hmm. the whole band had split and was uh down counting i won't mention the club but uh guy came out you know he said i'll just wait right outside i'll be out and give you your money he comes and hands me my money he says sorry man they just weren't tipping here it is Mm. and uh there wasn't one twenty dollar bill in my stack, and it's and man, I saw it all night. They were right, you right, know. Right. And this was like a happening club, mm-hmm. really happening night. Mm-hmm. And uh, rat, you know. And I, I hit the guy again the next day, and said, "Hey, man, it seemed a little light, you know? What's up?" Doesn't hit me back for like eight hours. Then he finally texts me back and says, "Oh." Yeah, man, I forgot about the Venmo. There's another 65 for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, we're never walking away with 65 a man from Venmo. It's usually not the case right. on yeah. most gigs. Mm-hmm. I think the guy just felt guilty.
5: There's and, a lot to that, too, about culture down there. I'm like,
7: and yeah, it, and that family, was the other... yeah
5: culture, environment, and... The trust that all of us have, because, you know, like me personally today, I'm holding gig money for the guitar player tonight, yeah, and I've yeah. had it for a week, and it's, yeah, yeah. you know, hundreds of dollars. Because and,
7: I do, tr- I, you know, <laughs> I, I will trust anyone down there that right. I'm playing a gig with to to be straight up. Right. I don't feel like I need to be in right. the room with you while you're counting tips, but... No.
5: Trust until you don't give me a reason to trust you. Yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like... Once you break that, you're out. So we're not really, we're
1: not calling out people. We're not calling out clubs or anything like that. But I mean, like, but like, again, if we're calling each other in this room to sub, whatever, we're, we're asking you to come and play with people that I trust. Right. And so there's that community. But, I mean, like, how do we keep that trust alive? How do we maintain yeah. that level of
7: that's That's so crazy. Like, we are talking about all of us are getting calls that we don't normally get, and you start taking some of those gigs with people you don't normally play with, and then things like that happen. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but I think, like you said, with this much of a new – crowd that's coming into this Post-COVID, whole thing
1: things are really yeah. busy mm-hmm.
7: yeah yeah it, it's uh it's unfortunate but that's going to be part of it and it's something that you kind of need to be uh wise to it's
0: like none know. of us are going to steal the felts you
1: know yeah, right. right yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. exactly you guys open up this door and just felts yeah, just, just yeah. Yeah. a wave of felts
0: <laughs> i My coffin. It. i'm gonna line my coffin with symbol felts yeah. when i die oh that's
1: great <laughs> um one of the last things I want to ask you guys is kind of like where do you see we've kind of seen things change a lot but where do you see Broadway in like 10 years, 15, 20 years?
2: I I don't want to be negative Nancy, but I think a lot of these close uh, clubs are going to close yes. down. You think There's we're no going we're going the bubble's going to burst. Well, I mean everything pur- runs a cycle and Nashville mm. is a uh, is the it city, but it doesn't stay forever. Detroit was the it city at one point. You know, in look at U.S. history. Memphis had a booming culture. I mean, th- things come and go. 10 years, I would say that would, I would guess that it would start at the decline at that mm-hmm. point. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to turn into absolute like garbage or anything, but uh, things are, things come in cycles. Nothing mm-hmm. stays
0: forever. Yeah. Well, you, you buy a building for $27 million. You know, how many beers do you have to sell to keep that alive yeah. for how long? Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a, much more corporate presence for sure. down there than when we all started playing down there. And I, think like the, I think owners. the more, the more and more you see of that, I'm not the, i that's one of the negative things for me is yeah. the presence of unseen, you know, owners and corp, you know, there's a, like, I love, you mentioned Rubel Sanderson yeah. and meeting his daughter at Harding mall or whatever. Yeah. Like, I love playing the family owned spots down there me too because there's a there's a level of like you said consistency you know yeah where like they care about this is their business like they care about they own this building like they care about what goes on in here whereas some of the more corporate spots it's like they're more in the hospitality industry than they are the bar
0: Right. Or, Someone said about Ruble one time. I said, I said, "Oh, Rubel loves country music," and they're like, "No, Ruble loves Nashville." Yes. So with these corporations coming here, they, they don't he love Nashville. Like, like they, they just love here. yeah. They just love the the tourism and the money they can make exactly. off of Nashville.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It makes you you know think about like your own personal attitude towards it too. If that's worked for him and has been successful and. Really good work environment emanates from that attitude. You know how do we carry that with us personally, and the way we interact with people. And I, I feel super fortunate to work with the people I I do now. I mean, not only they're are they talented, I have a great time working with them. I look forward to gigs, but when you have to hang out with them, when you have to spend downtime with them, it's pretty all right too. And I think all those things are good. But it, that's that's just an element that's just a part of it you know for sure yeah
0: well camaraderie you know Yeah, even yeah. amongst us drummers you know it's like yeah. well we haven't spent a lot of time together hanging out but we know how that's everything why we works get along and we can <laughs> <try>. <laughs> yeah. and we trust each other and we just know yeah. that we've all we've all been through the same thing you know yeah, yeah for sure
1: for sure I, I will
5: say that the drummer community in this town i mean it's just uh, drummers in general seem to be more community than any other instruments um yeah yeah but this town especially like having drummers lunches and things that we do and get together and share ideas and share chops and share things you just don't see i've never seen anything like that and i've you know loaning symbols out and you know my my gear was misplaced a couple weeks ago and, and the amount of outpouring of numbers and phone like my phone blew up Like I could have had 17 drum sets delivered to my house overnight. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it was like crazy. And I, it was incredible. I mean, it was truly humbling. Like people I hadn't even talked to in a long time reaching out is man, that's terrible. You know, I ended up finding my gear, but it was, you know, it's just stuff like that, that, I just don't see anywhere else. Like I'm from the Chicago suburbs, and the gigs down there aren't like that. (laughs) Like (laughs) what I see. Like first of all, it's all spread out. Yeah, you play one club up on the north side, and then you go downtown or you go somewhere else. Like here, you there's no other place where everything's right there. And that's the thing that always blew me away. Is like if you just want to go be in the scene, it's right there. Like L.A., you have Hollywood and downtown and the beaches, and you can be huge in any area and right. not be known in the next other one yeah
1: right, right right
5: right so i think that's what's incredible about broadway in general
1: it is there is a community down there and and i think just just supporting the, the good community the, the people that, that you can trust and the people that are there that care about the music that care about the, the the arc of their career that just aren't there just to you know for a money grab when times are good but just like keep that stuff alive and supporting each other and 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 you know maybe being like hey if you get a call from this person don't do it or if you get a call from this person you should definitely play with this person you know like to carry on the good as much as the bad and stuff like that because i think the reason why all of us play down there is because it's something that we really love we not only do we love to play we love music but it's like there's there's opportunities down there for you really to make some good money but also like just grow as a musician
0: and once you figure it out it becomes easy like even guys that live in nashville that oh where do i park and how do i get my gear to the club Mm -hmm, and all mm -hmm. of that stuff it's you know it's just a little bit of a learning curve but once you know that it's it's pretty it's pretty straightforward
7: the guy that we spoke about before the the thing started um you know certain people you work with aren't as good as others at at hustling the tip bucket Mm -hmm. um but this guy in particular, he's gone out of, out of his way a few nights that maybe the tips he didn't anticipate being very good, so he'll just split them among the band guys, and not take a cut. That's and yeah, so that's that amazing. like you work harder for him. Just the fact that he yeah. does that, I'm willing to go do the gigs and like, yeah, let's let's help this guy learn how to how to hustle a little better and at least you know go and and because he's invested that in the guys that are believing in him, yeah. you know. So that, yeah, there, there's certainly, with all the bad that's sound there,
1: there's the good. That, and those are contrasting. Yeah and, yeah. And, and, yeah, and he's going to be supportive. I mean, he's investing in the musicians that are going to yeah. make him sound great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Yankton's
2: know. done that on he in the early stages on several occasions. You say Tom? And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. He yeah, is, that's he great. Is, he has paid us just out of his own pocket, you know, because... You're only as good as your backing support system, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and and it may not be. I'm I, I took gigs where I've made less s- on several occasions with Yankton when when because I know like he's he's going to back me up and you mm-hmm. know I'm going to c- can have continuous work. You know I'm not just yeah. going for a money grab each time. Right, right, right. Yeah. You'll end up with
1: nothing if you're not careful. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, so uh, I'm also just reminded. So one more quick thing before I let you guys go. Parking and getting gear to the club.
7: Hmm. <laughs> uh, can raise your blood pressure.
0: A
5: lot of philosophies on that.
7: Well, I yeah, fought
0: real hard with the musicians' union to tried to get the loading mm-hmm. zones feasible. Yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of other other people that park in the loading zones and right. so musicians can't get in in and out and now even these days with all the crowds of people down there to just drive around the block to get to the loading zone it's going to take you an extra hour mm-hmm. yes so it's really not the, the way to go about it unless it's an early morning gig yeah that's but a um, time of day for sure so yeah, I recommend
5: a garage and a very sturdy cart with bungee cords and <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. be willing to walk and, maybe a bell you know, <laughs> to yeah get I mean out that's, of your way. that's my
3: that's <laughs> right. right. How I roll, so park
1: you know? don't don't try and load in at the right. club but try to find a way to put your stuff on a cart and then from your parking spot wherever it is and I know there's a couple musician lots where you get discount you know from the clubs or whatever, but until you get acclimated, you just find the best place you can and get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, and you know, I see a lot of people with smaller carts, and I see breaking their backs. I mean, I've got a big. Everyone, well, you now, oh, dude, Jake, I'm, you've I've got i
6: I've got the Rolls Royce of drum carts, man. Mm-hmm. I love it. it's the and it's cheap. It was like eighty bucks at Costco, but it is like it folds down. Like, don't working hard and you have to like invest right. like this is investment you're going to be doing using this for your job you know what i mean like you're right, saving right. your body. really like, good, cart. good you know <laughs> save your a bat bag a, <laughs> a bat
7: bag that i got from walmart for like 15 bucks yeah and i put a hi-hat stand throne, and kick pedal in it and just carry it hell yeah and uh you know
6: <laughs> it is what it is hey, gotta have that yamaha hi-hat stand
7: yeah, see, that's the thing. People look at me like I'm crazy. I mean, be, you you got the greatest diet they ever made. It is.
3: Well, see, there you go. I mean, like so we all have like our
1: essential stuff. gear, what you, mm-hmm. the bare minimums, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then there's okay. the non-essential. That oh, p- personally to you is just like I got well, it. I, like, I, I want to have this because it just makes it makes the gig that much funner. You and have not every
7: surface. You know, if you if you're your kick pedal and your hat pedal and your own snare drum, your cymbals, like. That's it. That's you're mm-hmm. you're at home here. Right. Yes. You know? Yes. That that's the thing that gets me with the different hi hat stands. It's like mm-hmm. the action's going to be a little different. Right. It's not going to
5: soaked in liquor. It's mm-hmm. sticky. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm just stopping. Yeah. Out. Well, and not to mention,
6: <laughs> there's something to be said about like the pedals and that stuff. Like those are the parts of the instrument that are literally touching you. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you're making physical contact with it the entire gig. Yeah. So it's like there's ones yeah. you got to be real familiar with the like yeah. get comfortable with them.
4: You yeah, know? even if they have like you're talking about, they have a pedal there, the kick pedal there, and every the throne. I always bring my snare. I always bring my kick yeah. pedal mm-hmm. yeah. because yep. the action on my kick pedal is my action, right. and yeah. I'm used to my action. And yeah. and and if if I'm not comfortable on the throne, like there's one club, they have the you know, the throne. I'm sitting on that thing for four hours. Yeah, so yeah. I've, I've got to be comfortable and. If I have those core elements, then then I can worry about the sound and stuff. But yeah, I always bring the kick pedal
0: (laughs) no matter what. And usually
4: if they now I've had it like once where it the other, you know, the house kick pedal felt pretty good, but I still ended up using mine. It's yeah, fun.
2: it's good. Yeah, when you have one, I'm like, nice. So if so, a spring goes out, I've got a great backup. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at that, you know. Right. Because so, wear and tear, your stuff, eventually, you know, something's going to go out and you might not be able to tighten it up with a drum key or whatever. Drum key is essential. Bring your drum oh, key. Sure. Yep. Drum key.
3: Um,
4: and I've had it where i had it, I I set up a double kick because a lot of times, sometimes my right, the spring or something will fall off my right kick. And so then you have my left. And so. Yeah. I'm prepared at least of my own, you know.
1: Right, right, right. So yeah, and drum thrones, man. I've been on some shaky ones, and then my back will be. Just I, I welded up.
0: my top to the to the base. <sighs> I, it's welded so that it doesn't wiggle or anything. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, because I can't take that. You know?
1: No, no, yeah. You got to take care of yourself physically because this will wear I'm you out. Try to use
4: all of my appendages because you know like if you're doing a 12-hour yeah. day and then you got a double the next day and a double the next yeah. day yeah it's like okay my right foot's a little tired I'm gonna use my left now because you get tired you know what I mean and 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 stretching y- 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 you just
1: oh, oh yeah 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 I mean I I'm yeah it, it's interesting like I, sometimes I'll have aches and pains and yeah, like man stretching. what happened sure, and then I'll like Exercise. pull out a brand new pair of sticks play two shifts back to back and then look at those, parrots, those yeah, sticks and yeah. think okay I've done this to my body <laughs> these sticks that's so it's always and I'm not in my 20s anymore so <laughs> <That's true. laughs> well y'all this I thank you so much I, again talk about drumming community I you know everyone responded and was just Super, like, quickly and and was so generous with being flexible with your time and making this happen. And John, you know, we talked about this, what, a year ago or post pre-pandemic. And uh, I'm like, if Broadway comes back, then we've got to do this. It's back, baby. It's back, baby. <laughs> oh. It is back <laughs> beyond back. Yeah. I um, but I appreciate every single one of you guys Thank for, you. for thanks doing so this yeah. right. and being here, man. It's awesome. Yay. Thank you. Good. Awesome. So there you have it. Uh, big thanks to Billy Freeman, Kelly Bamberger, Derek Smith, Jake Gammon, Eddie Bell, and John Root. Uh, they were very generous with their time And all six of these players are amazing and very busy to find a window of time when we could get these six players together in the same room to talk about the stuff that they're doing in this very busy scene while they're also juggling some touring and session work and just everything and all the above uh, was such a blessing to have. So I thank all of them for taking the time to speak with us. Stay tuned next week for Zach Albetta's interview with Aaron Serfati, an L.A. drummer and University of Southern California professor. But for now, everyone, thanks for listening. Stay safe. Get vaxxed. Let's keep things moving forward. And I hope to see you around. Bye-bye.